You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, back with you for an all-new episode of the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. This is our final hot stove show of the offseason. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you learned a few things. Hope you enjoyed some of our conversations with some of the folks. Uh, whether it was Skip Schumacher, some of the minor leaguers, some of the big leaguers we had an opportunity to have on. We appreciate you joining us over the course of the offseason. So this is going to wrap up our offseason installment of the Marlins Hot Stove Show as we now transition into spring training. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. The full squad will report soon. Really happy to share with you that along the Marlins radio network this spring, we will broadcast every game in some capacity, whether it's on our flagship Fox Sports 940 Miami on MLB.com, and I believe for 13 select games in which our games are not televised, we will have a live stream, whether it's at home or on the road. You'll be able to watch Marlins baseball in some capacity every game all spring long. Looking forward to bringing you Marlins baseball this spring. A uh, big thank you to J.C. Marrero for helping us out all off-season long. Appreciate all of his work putting these videos together. Uh, really excited to kind of transition from the audio podcast exclusive and bring you some video content. And who knows, maybe we'll have an opportunity to do that throughout the course of the regular season as well. You can always watch the Hot Stove shows on marlins.com slash hot stove. You can listen live on Wednesdays on Fox Sports 940 Miami on the iHeartRadio app. You can always go back to the podcast page and you can listen as well. Look, I think this is a really exciting time for the Marlins. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm not trying to sell false hope when I say look at this team. I think the first question you have to ask yourself, is this team better than they were to end last season? And I think it's a pretty resounding yes. Kim Ang, who's our guest tonight? I should mention that. Maybe I should mention that before we get to her. But Marlins general manager Kim Ang uh, will be our guest here on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. That's coming up shortly. But I think you take a look at what Kim and her team have done this offseason. And I think most importantly, they've added veteran Major League Playoff and World Series experience. Whether that's Gene Segura, 2015 World Series champion Johnny Cueto. Uh, Jorge Soler, obviously, when he's healthy, knows what it's like to play in the postseason. Avi Garcia, Sandy Alcantara, the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner. Unanimous. First time that anybody in the National League uh, has been unanimous since Clayton Kershaw in 2014. But just go around the diamond a little bit. Sandy on the mound. Uh, Luisa Rise, Kim swings that deal for the American League batting champion last year. The Marlins returned the National League stolen base champion in John Birdie. A, horth, a healthy Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia. Jazz now will patrol center field. Garrett Cooper will be at first with Luis Arise at second. Joey Wendell will start at shortstop. Gene Segura again, who up until last year was the longest tenured Major League Baseball player without a postseason appearance. Gene Segura got there and then some uh, leading the Philadelphia Phillies to the World Series last year. Gene Segura signed the multi-year deal in Miami. Uh, so again, and by the way, the bullpen, Kim adds Matt Barnes, J.T. Chargois, 
the deal early in the offseason. So I think they've beefed up the bullpen, especially with Barnes, who's got the World Series experience. He had a bad 2022, but he had a sub-2 ERA in the final two months of last season. So, again, that's a guy that could be a big addition to the Marlins' bullpen. So I think when you take a look at everything and the way it's coming together, you have to be encouraged by the starting rotation that's anchored by Sandy Alcantara. And on down from there, you'll get the veteran experience in Johnny Cueto, Jesus Lazardo. Trevor Rogers. What kind of step does Edward Cabrera take in 2023? He was a lot of fun to watch last year. It's one of the best change-ups in all of Major League Baseball. You couple that starting rotation with what should be a pretty good bullpen, and then can the Marlins stay healthy offensively? We all know the issues they had in one-run games and getting shut out last year. Can they turn it around in 2023, and can they competitively, or competitively put themselves in a position each and every night where they're scoring enough runs to back what should be a really good starting rotation. Again, the question for all 30 teams is always going to be health. Can they stay healthy? Can Jorge Soler stay healthy? Can Avi Garcia stay healthy? Can Jazz Chisholm Jr. stay healthy? Uh, that's a guy that missed way too much time last year. He's one of the most electrifying young players in all of Major League Baseball. And if the Marlins have him and he's healthy and productive, that's a young man that's going to make a world of difference. Okay, before we get to my conversation with Marlins General Manager Kim Ang, don't forget that single-game tickets are on sale now. I hope everybody enjoyed FanFest last weekend. It's always one of my favorite events uh, of the year. It was lighthearted. It's fun. The players are mingling. You have an opportunity to get autographs. Uh, I know there are some exclusive meet-and-greets and a State of the Union type thing for the Marlins members, so I hope everybody enjoyed FanFest last weekend. And most importantly, really looking forward to uh, seeing everybody up in Jupiter. So if you're around, please swing by, say hello. Again, it's a very, very relaxed atmosphere uh, in Jupiter. It's still a great opportunity to go up there, say hello to the guys, get some autographs before they really turn it on for the start of the regular season, which is coming up at the end of March. You can get tickets. Go to martlins.com tickets. Single game tickets have been on sale. They will continue, obviously, to remain on sale for the 2023 season, but make sure you join us at Lone Depot Park. It's really one of the best venues in all of Major League Baseball. It's family friendly. It's affordable. Terrific prices on concessions. Going to be some new wrinkles throughout the ballpark this year. I uh, would certainly encourage you to come out and hang out with us at Lone Depot Park in 2023. So make sure you go get tickets now. Just go to marlins.com tickets. Okay, our final guest on the final episode of the Marlins Hot Stove Show is Marlins General Manager Kim Meng. Kim, going into year three, but through two years, has it gone quickly, slowly, somewhere in between? I think at different points uh, it has gone slowly, but for the most part it's flown by. Yes. So it's hard to imagine. Well, and this is an exciting time of year. It is for 30 teams league-wide. I know for fans, spring training and the saying, hope springs eternal and we can get this thing underway. For a general manager, though, is it full of angst, saying, boy, we could have done this, we should have done more, we should have done this? How do you view spring training? No, you know, I think I think every day as a general manager, you're always thinking about what you could have done. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'd just, um, you know, leave it to spring training. Um, but I do think it's a great time of year. I think it's, um, you know, particularly at this point in time, um, with us now having a new staff as well as some, you know, nice additions to the roster. Um, you know, your imagination is boundless. So um, it is a great time of year. Talking about the new staff a little bit, it's you know when there's consistency for decades and the same manager in place and maybe some staff changes might be a little easier. Has the offseason been different 
getting acclimated to a new staff and I guess how's that entire process going? Sure, I think it's been, I think it's been very different. Um, you know, I think a lot of questions have been asked um, that wouldn't necessarily have had, you know, been asked with an older staff or with a previous staff. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, acclimation period, getting to know each other. I mean, you know, Skip and I have had to, you know, form that relationship and, and obviously it's an important one for an organization. Um, you know, and Skip has, you know, he's put together, he and I have put together the staff. Um, he's had to form those relationships. And then, you know, once that happened, you know, then you move to the to the staff and the players. So it's taken some time. I think we still have, um, you know, we still have some work to do on that front. Um, but, you know, the, it, it, it does take time. So, um, you know, with regards to putting together the roster, um, you know, that, that came together um, quite quickly, yeah. um, you know, furiously in the last probably four or five weeks. Um, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with the markets and, and how they were moving, you know, at, at some points very quickly for certain types of free agents. And then it moved a little bit more towards the trade situation. So, but in the end, um, you know, we were able to make some nice acquisitions. Kim, we've talked a lot about culture change, philosophical changes that may come with a new coaching staff and uh, how the manager and his staff want to approach things. From your standpoint, how will you know when there's a change or a shift in culture? And that's not to be disrespectful to any previous staff, but will you look for that? When will you know that maybe the change that you were looking for is here and the guys inside that clubhouse get it? Look, I think, um, yeah, so, so now that I've had a few months to work with Skip, um, you know, I think uh, my, my opinions of Skip are only solidified in terms of what I saw in the interview. And I think, um, you know, Skip, says what he means and means what he says. And I think that players, um, as well as the coaching staff and front office staff, will see that immediately from day one of spring training. Um, you know, just watching Skip interact with, interact with the staff, interact with players, um, you know, I have a really good feeling about this and, and um, you know, how he will, how he'll run, how he'll run a game, how he'll run spring training. Um, yeah, and I think the impact will be felt immediately. Headed into your third spring training, will it be any different than the first two in terms of how you structure your daily routine? Do you want to be out with the guys more? Do you try to evaluate a player to a day, talk to more guys? What does spring training on a daily basis look like for the general manager? I don't think that there will be huge material changes in the way that I, I go about spring training. Um, I think I will want to be around the staff more given that they're all new. Um, be there to answer questions if they have them. Um, also, you know, hang out with and get to know you know, our new acquisitions a little bit more um, as well. So, uh, but I don't see any big material changes. It's been a busy off season after the winter meetings. I think everybody wants the instant gratification and the $40 million guy and off we go. But, and you mentioned this early on that we'll wait till there's a bit of a market correction. Some of the big pieces might fall and that might trigger Everything, I guess, within reason that you and your staff have been able to do. A lot of what we'll see on the field in 2023 is veteran experience. And for a long time, we said, wait till some of these young kids get going. Segura, Cueto, a rise within reason, but Alcantara, Stallings, the list goes on and on. How much are you looking forward to veteran experience in that clubhouse? And how much of World Series experience to that extent are you excited to see help these guys this year? 
First of all, very excited about World Series experience. Yeah. Anytime we can add it, uh, happy to do so. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think in terms of the veteran presence, um, you know, it's 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 great to have it. Um, period. You know, and we have some, you know, very good young players um, that you all have seen over the last couple of years. Um, and so I think that you know, it's, I think it's actually going to be a great mix. The acquisitions, the transactions you've been able to make, um, some. You know, and you mentioned maybe Pablo, it's hard to do a deal like that. It's just, it's not easy, but there's a give and take in baseball. As we sit here now, and again, there's always work to be accomplished, I guess, but how pleased are you with what you've been able to accomplish, you and your team able to accomplish to date this offseason? Yeah, no, very pleased. Um, look, I think we, you know, we set it up, set out at the beginning of this offseason, um, knowing that we had to add some bats, um, knowing that we had to shore up the pitching a bit. Um, yeah, at least to help stabilize if we did make a trade, you know, pitching for offense. And I think we're able to accomplish a number of those things. Um, you know, I think in terms of, uh, you know, adding a guy like Gene Segura, again, with that postseason experience, um, with veteran leadership, um, Johnny Cueto, similarly, you know, stabilizing the staff. Um, you know, we've added Barnes lately yeah. uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so I think, you know, we really set out to do what we what we wanted to do. Um, so I'm really excited about what we've got going and, and eager to see these guys out on the field. It's important, too. There's a lot of World Series veteran experience added, whether it's Cueto Segura, who was the longest tenured player last year, had never made the postseason. He was terrific in the postseason. Matt Barnes was terrific in Boston for a couple of years. And, of course, Arise. Yeah. You know, we've added, we added Arise Batting several champ. weeks ago. Batting champ. So, you know, incredibly excited about, you know, the, those two hitters that we've added. Going into the spring, it would seem to me from a position player standpoint, there may not be a ton of roster battles, maybe a, maybe a bat or two on the bench or whatever the case may be. Are you satisfied where the roster's at right now? I know every general manager is always looking to improve the club in any way possible. I mean, I think we're fine. Yeah. Um, you know, you always want to do a little bit more and always try and improve. That's what I'm saying. A couple more minutes with Marlins general manager Kim Ang. Um, Kim, to me, the World Baseball Classic is maybe one of the most exciting events that I've ever had an opportunity to witness in Miami. Now, um, if I had the pleasure of being a general manager, I would probably bubble wrap these guys and tell them to take it easy. Please come back healthy. This is going to stress me out. How is it for a GM? It's such a great event, but from your standpoint, it's got to be uneasy a little. It is. It's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking. You want to make sure that you take all the precautions. You want to make sure that you're communicating with the players. Um, you know, you're communicating with those particular staffs that your players are um, you're going to be affiliated with. Um, but just make sure that you keep talking and you know working through and that the players are honest with you about how they feel. Um, that's the most important thing through all of this um, is their, their health. Their health and their coming back to us um, you know, in decent shape. So you know, obviously you know, we have 162 games to play. Um, I am a, a, a big supporter of WBC, but you know, ultimately our responsibility is to the fans. I and mean, I think that what's interesting in having an opportunity to talk to some players in the past that have participated in it, you get ready to go like it's postseason baseball. And then if you win it all or you're eliminated, you come back to camp and you, you back it down a little bit. That's got to be hard to balance. Yeah, no, it's a definitely a, a little bit different pace. Um, the crowds aren't quite as big. And so um, you do, I think, you know, but listen, these guys are pros, um, you know, particularly the guys that we have going there, you know, 
lots of experience, um, particularly in WBC. So I think they'll be fun. Uh, two more questions for you, Kim, as we wrap things up. I think we talked a little bit at one point, I think you discussed with the media, rule changes this year. Are you excited to see the rule changes in baseball? And again, this is geared a lot towards the fans and the pace of play and excitement and something always happening on the field. One of the biggest complaints is, you know, as great as the pitching is today, there's a lot of swings and misses, and we get all that. But are you excited to see rules implemented in the game this year? Your thoughts on that, and how closely will you monitor that in the spring? Well, I think we have to monitor very closely in the spring, um, see how our guys can react, make sure that they're trained properly, uh, make sure that, they, you know, that um, nothing happens uh, during the regular season that we didn't practice in the spring. Um, you know, I think in terms of the rule changes, I think, you know, a couple of them really benefit our club, um, you know, in particular the bigger bags. Um, you know, we had the National League stolen base leader last year in John Birdie, um, you know, a couple other you know, quick ones in Jazz Chisholm, Joey Wendell, we added Gene Segura. Um, so really excited to see how that changes um, for us. And then the, you know, the, the pitch clock, um, you know, and pace of game. I know that's been on the commissioner's um, you know, list for quite some time. And I do think this is really, this really is about the fans and, you know, making sure that they have an enjoyable experience at the ballpark. You know, what's really cool is you take a look at what minor league baseball did last year. There was 10-9 games being played in two hours and 45 minutes. It's not necessarily the time of the game. It's just the pace and the action in between pitches. Kim, as we wrap things up, I don't think I had an opportunity to ask you about the balanced schedule. Now, everybody in the National League East is immediately going to say that's six less times you're playing the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, the Nationals, this and that. But does a balanced schedule, and maybe a part that we don't see from a baseball operations department, give you any advantage? Your thoughts on the balanced schedule moving forward? You know, how does it work from a baseball operations standpoint? Right. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I think it is. It will be a little bit easier um, not having to face, uh, you know, the Mets, the Phillies, um, Atlanta, you know, as many times. Um, but, you know, it also means that, you know, I mean, there are a lot of other good clubs out there. So it's not, you know, it's not, I don't, I'm not sure that the difference is going to be as large as people think. Well, we'll see how it all plays out, Kim. We always appreciate the time. We'll chat with you soon. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Okay. Thank you to Marlins General Manager Kim Mang for joining us on our final episode here of the Marlins Hot Soap Show. Uh, again, been a lot of fun this offseason. Hope it's been insightful. Uh, always try to get you some folks that maybe you don't routinely hear from on a nightly basis. Uh, I know we didn't have a lot of the big leaguers, um, but hope you enjoyed our conversations we did have. And, and with some of the minor leaguers, too, even a guy like Sean Reynolds that comes to mind, a transition first baseman into a pitcher who's got an opportunity here in the near future to be a big leaguer. It's just a terrific story. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed some of these conversations I had an opportunity to have. Um, with some of these guys and shed some light on who they are as people and uh, hopefully we have an opportunity to see them soon in Miami. Uh, coming up here in Miami in just a couple of weeks right here uh, at Lone Depot Park, not right here in the control room, but here at Lone Depot Park is the World Baseball Classic. It is one of the best events I've ever had an opportunity to watch and the World Baseball Classic will host all three rounds including the finals this year tickets are on sale now inventory is going quickly you can get your tickets today at marlins.com wbc and i should mention this as well because it has now been announced sandy alcantara gene segura and johnny cueto will represent the dominican republic and one or two additional marlins 
uh, on the 40-man roster, big leaguers, uh, Luis Arise and Jesus Lizardo are going to play for Team Venezuela. So five big leaguers will not be in Marlins camp early, three representing the Dominican, two representing Venezuela. Uh, going to be very exciting, and I would imagine Sandy Alcantara will anchor that Dominican rotation. Uh, and it's always very interesting. Kim Ang, and you heard our conversation, we had an opportunity to chat about it a little bit. Uh, it, it's a little treacherous for GMs because it can be a little bit concerning when Sandy gets himself ready to go in front of 30, 40,000 people, and then he's got to go back to Jupiter, work with Mel, and then kind of back it down a little bit and get ready to go for March 30th, presumably Sandy Alcantara. And I would imagine it won't take Skip Schumacher all that long to announce that Sandy will be his opening day starter. Um, but again, he'll, in, we'll see, and I'm sure they'll be very transparent, even with the media as well. So you'll probably know beforehand how much they think Sandy will pitch in the World Baseball Classic. It's not like they're going to go out there and turn him loose and let him throw seven shutout innings and throw 110 pitches. Not how it works, but still, he's going to be in a position where he'll be a little lamped up in front of four or 5,000 people up in Jupiter on a Wednesday afternoon. Sandy going to be representing his home country, uh, playing a fierce rival in front of sold-out crowds, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I mention all that because I hope you come out and you have an opportunity to watch the World Baseball Classic. It is a fantastic event, um, so I hope you have an opportunity to come check it out again. All three rounds hosted in Miami. It's really, really cool. If you go back some years, uh, the way the fans come in and represent their home nations, their home countries, I know the pots and pans, but the musical instruments, everything that goes into it, it's, uh, it's really, really cool. So I hope you have an opportunity to check it out at Lone Depot Park in March. Again, opening day is coming up on March 30th against the Mets in the afternoon, a Thursday afternoon. Hope you'll have an opportunity to come out and join us for that on opening day, go to marlins.com slash tickets. Going to be very, very exciting here in Miami in 2023. It's led by Skip Schumacher, uh, the new manager in Miami. There's some new faces with a lot of experience. Kim Ang going into year three. I think her and her team really did a fantastic job this offseason uh, assembling a roster that people and fans will have, uh, uh, have an opportunity to be really proud of this season. The balanced schedule, so you're going to see uh, in some capacity nearly every star player, although the Marlins do go, let's say, to Anaheim, so Mike Trout won't come here this year, but he will next year. A lot of that cool stuff with the balanced schedule. Have an opportunity to chat about that with Kim as well. So uh, thank you very much for joining us all offseason long. Thank you to Kim Eng for joining me tonight. A big thank you to J.C. Marrero, who had an opportunity, uh, who I had an opportunity to work with this offseason, put all these videos together for you guys, so a huge thank you to him. Uh, for helping me out all off-season long. So for our entire crew at the Marlins at Fox Sports 940 Miami, I'm Kyle Seeloff saying so long and good night. Thank you for joining us all off-season uh, with the Marlins Hot Stove Show.